Welcome back, TC family. Thanks for tuning in for another episode from our Spiritual Emphasis 2022 series. Before we kick it off, we want to remind you of a very valuable resource, and that's our 24-7 helpline. You can call anytime, anywhere, day or night, and a Teen Challenge person will be on the other end of the line waiting for your call. That number is 888-520-0620. And if you or maybe one of your loved ones needs prayer or help with addiction, you can call that same number at 888-520-0620. We're excited because this is our Diamond Jubilee here at Teen Challenge Southern California. 60 years of ministry to the addicted, to families, to young people. The journey of faith and freedom continues. And if you're a pastor or you're involved in full-time ministry, don't miss our Pastors and Leaders Conference. It's coming up next week, February 15th through the 17th, and we're partnering with World Challenge, Gary Wilkerson, Nikki Cruz, Carter Conlon, Tim Delina, John Bailey, Joshua West, and our very own Ron Brown. And don't miss the worship group, Shane and Shane, as well as Swoop Brown, Armed and Faithful, and the Teen Challenge Worship Experience. This conference is called Fire in Our Bones and will be held in San Diego. If you want to register for that, just go to teenchallenge.org slash pastors. Today, we have a passionate message from one of our very own. He works here at Teen Challenge Southern California. His name is Alex Delgado. Get ready to hear God's word preached today. We hope that you're encouraged and strengthened and blessed by this message. I will say I was hoping that this would be recorded because if you see me run out of here and try to hijack that jet, My wife is dilated at a one, so she's supposed to call some of you. Oh, she's right there. Hi, honey. How are you? I love you so much. Thank you for letting me minister the gospel. Don't have that baby without me. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) But uh, I think we'll go till June 7th to be induced. But man, it is good to be here. How many are thankful that they're here? All right. How many are thankful that we could be in a whole lot of other places, but God has put us here? You know what I'm most thankful is the presence of God. Because I got in here yesterday and I sat right there and the presence of God was so thick in this place. Let me tell you, the presence of God is expensive. It costs someone his life for you and I to be able to feel the presence of God. Because the Bible says to enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Those gates were a few gates in between some outer courts, inner courts, and then into a holy of holies. And thanks God to Jesus Christ that he demolished those so that me and you can enter his gates and feel him here today. And we don't need a priest to go do that for us or wait once a year. So I'm truly thankful for that. And I'm thankful for this week. Because let me tell you, the anointing rolls from the top down. Can we give it up for our leadership? Thank you, Pastor Ron. Thank you for making spiritual emphasis a thing that we can put everything aside and concentrate on what the Spirit of God is doing. Can you give it up for your directors and your staff members? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have a lot of time, but you'll never see me grab a microphone and not give honor where honor is due. The Bible says to give double honor to your leaders. We're reaping a harvest that we did not sow in this place. They've been praying. It'll be 60 years just in Southern California next year of tears sown so that we can reap a harvest of joy today. 
So here's my message. I'm going to give you a few scriptures, and I pray that you get nothing from me and that God would speak to you. Because let me tell you, if you get moved by emotion or you get moved by fancy words or anything else, the devil's waiting for you back at every single one of your centers, ready to knock you out. And if you don't take the spirit of the living God back, we're dead men and women walking. So here's my scripture. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Come on. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray in the spirit at all times. And on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. God, I pray that I would decrease. God, that you would increase in this place. God, we don't need another sermon. If a sermon was going to change us, we'd be changed. If, if a song was going to change us, we'd be changed, God. God, we need your power. We need your spirit, God. Would you move and meet with us in a new and refreshing way today? In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love Paul. Because let me tell you, when Paul wrote this, he was in chains. When he wrote, pray at all times in the spirit, pray for one another, he was in chains. He's not speaking as someone like, oh, if you ever go to prison, you need to pray. No, I'm in it. I'm in the cell, and I'm telling you what you need to do to overcome. We have staff members that have been where you are. That's what I love about Teen Challenge. It's peer-to-peer -peer discipleship. Nobody is looking in your face and saying, I don't know what it's like to be strung out. I don't know what it's like to detox. I don't know. They know, and they're telling you that they found a way out. Your directors all have been there. That's the beauty of this. Paul's not giving his opinion. This is demonstrated through experience. You cannot have opinions about God. You need to experience God. You need an encounter with the living God. And in a few moments, I'll tell you why I'm so fired up. I'm always fired up. I'm over-caffeinated. I got high blood pressure and I'm Cuban. So that's just a concoction for a heart attack. All right, I'll just be honest. Sorry, Megan. I didn't mean the heart attack. We have four beautiful children. I love you. <laughs> Pastor, help me. <laughs> Lord, help me. Where was I? Paul was speaking from experience that you are to pray in the spirit at all times. But you know what? A mayor in New York City, about 60-something years ago, declared that the heroin addict was hopeless, that there was no hope for a heroin addict. Think of one of the saddest things in the world. It would be to be without hope, that there's nothing that can change you, that you are dead. And a man named David Wilkerson sat in an office because God told him to throw out his TV and he sees a magazine. But what was he doing? He was praying. He was praying, wondering what could happen if God, he got the report that said that a heroin addict is unredeemable. And he said that that is not possible because my God can redeem all things. And that is what we are birthed out of, is literally prayer. Literally a man who had no business 
going to the inner city of New York, but a holy God called him and put him on a mission, and here we are all these years later. But you know what are the saddest things? Is that we see a lot of people graduate Teen Challenge. You know why I'm so passionate right now? I want you to look across this room, to the right and to the left, look to your neighbors, look to everyone, look at everyone that you're in Teen Challenge with. Out of my first year graduating class, seven are dead. Gone. They ain't coming back. They're in a grave, overdosed. Not even a tragic accident, overdosed, gone. The mayor of New York is saying that a heroin addict is not redeemable. Statistics say that 60% of those who get clean do not stay clean and will relapse. Last year, 100,000 OD'd. No, two years ago, 100,000 OD'd. Last year, 2021, 107,000 overdosed. You gave us the report, Pastor. Never coming back again. What happened to my brothers and sisters that I saw born again? Filled even with the Spirit, but born again. Went through Teen Challenge, graduated Teen Challenge. What is the difference? David Wilkerson was asked, what is the difference of a man or woman who goes through Teen Challenge? Because they couldn't even understand that you could even recover for a short amount of time of those who stay clean and those who do not. And look at what David Wilkerson's response was. David Wilkerson was interviewed and asked, how is it that these heroin addicts, that the mayor of New York deemed hopeless, how are they recovering? And what's the difference between those that recover and those that do not long-term? Here's David Wilkerson, our founding father, who birthed this ministry out of the ashes of anguish and prayer before the Father, said David came to realize that two steps being taught about Christ and agreeing to be his disciple, two steps beyond being taught about Christ and agreeing to be his disciple were the answer. The thing that really helped the young people to truly be free was being taught about the Holy Spirit and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then living guided by the Spirit. Let me tell you, I'm not here to put a theological thing on top of you. I'm here to preach the Bible of the living God. And God said, be saved and be filled. And all of a sudden, there is a difference between those who are filled and those who are living by the Spirit opposed to those that just go through Teen Challenge, graduate, and leave here. How much of a shame would it be to be under anointed preaching, anointed teaching, and have your life change at this altar and then go back to the puke that we came from. It's the saddest thing in life. Why is this scripture boxed? Now, I thought Pastor Wilkerson was going to preach my message yesterday. He, he kind of did a little bit of it. I'm just going to give a touch-up. We got to go before. We know Paul's in jail. Now Paul goes and hits the armor of God. I find it so interesting. Stand your ground. This is Ephesians 6, 14. Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for your shoes. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet 
and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He gives us this instruction on what we're supposed to do. And then after that, he comes back and says, okay, now pray at all times in the spirit, the glue that's going to fasten this new life and new clothes that you have put on through Teen Challenge is by praying in the spirit, is by continually seeking God and asking him to fill you up. See, why do you think all of the armor of God is frontal? You're like, yo, homie, why are you yelling at me? I'm not, I'm passionate. Why is it all frontal? Because it's our job as believers to have one of each other's, our, each other's back in prayer. It's mine and yours to pray for each other. Instead of judging me, wondering why it's not you up here with the microphone, would you pray that the spirit of the living God would move through me so that somebody's son, somebody's daughter can get saved? We spend more time judging someone else's anointing than we do on our knees asking for our own anointing. Stop judging your apprentice. He just got saved too, but he's following the living God and he's trying with everything he's got. He's sober for the first time in his life. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. What if we had more grace for one another? What if at church on Sunday morning, the congregation, instead of judging the pastor, would say, God, use him like you've never used him before. There's somebody who just walked into this church. We would see revival. But we got somebody complaining because sister so-and-so's name's not in the bulletin. And we wonder why we haven't seen a move of God in our nation. Man, there is a world... Listen, I believe in the next generation. I've given the last six years of my life. And you know what I love about them? They don't want religion. They don't want you to pray. They want an encounter with the living God. And when God baptizes them with fire and they feel the presence of God, listen, this next generation, they're local. They're way crazier in your body or wherever you came from. Don't go burn down a, a, literally a city just to get behind something. How much more should we be passionate about the living God? I'm so sick. I, you know, I've done Teen Challenge way too long as a student. So I've been to a lot of these as a student. And every time we'd go back to the center, someone would pack it up within 24 hours and dip. I'm warning you right now. The only way that you're going to stand is if you kneel. If you get filled with the spirit of the living God, you don't need another sermon. You don't need another prophetic word. You need God to speak to you. No one can shut the doors that God opened. Listen, I'm going to hold this microphone and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ till I die. And you didn't call me and you can't take it from me. God called me to do this, period. And he'll deal with me. And I can surely mess this up. And he'll surely take it from me. But if I stay filled with the Spirit, what are you full of today? Because we're really good at playing church. <laughs> Look at these statistics. How many people are in here right now? A thousand people? Statistics say that 800 of you will relapse. I got a word for statistics. Oh, you're like, man, I thought I came to a party. Actually, you came to a funeral, and it's yours. Because some things need to die here today so that God could fill them up. 
Dead serious. Me too. I'll go to my own altar call. When I preach, I preach into a mirror. I'm not preaching at you. I'm in this thing with you. I know who I am. Let somebody cut me off on the way home. I know who I am. <laughs> Period. Pastor, please forgive me. All right. Everybody needs a pastor. I'm going to have one till I die. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish statistics, to demolish mayor's opinions, to demolish anything that would argue and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I don't know, but the founding verse of this whole entire organization tells me, therefore, if I am in Christ, I am a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. I can be free of addiction. I'm not going to be another statistic based upon my strength, though. I got a little friend. Come on out here, friend. I, I, don't, I forgot your name, but we're, call for the guy. All right. From Chicago, I got a guy for everything. Man, I wasn't supposed to be funny. I had all this. No, 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 you're the guy too. Get on the keys. Make me sound like Billy Graham. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're good. There he is. Come on, give it up for Steve. Give it up for Steve. Come on. Go ahead. Give it up for these guys one more time. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. For those of you who can't see, we have six, one, two, three, four, I can't count either, five beautiful Coke cans, nice and shiny. They all look red, all unopened. They all talk to talk. They walk to walk. But when you're not filled with the spirit of the living God. See, some of us come to Teen Challenge. I'm going to do it my way. You know, I'm here, a little sobriety, a little this. I'm going to do it this way. When I graduate, I'm going to go do this. I, 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 I. We're full of what we want to do. And then we even get a glimpse of God. Well, I, uh, I won't do that for God, but I'll do this for God. My first week as a youth pastor, I'm ready to preach the gospel. I got graduated TCMI. I have a calling on my life. Here's a plunger, kid. Go plunge the toilet. We got a toilet problem. Janitor smoked meth. Go clean. I said, no problem. I've been doing it for free. Now you're going to pay me to clean toilets? I've been cleaning them for Micah for two years for free. Let's go. <laughs> With a smile on my face. Just pay me. Come on, hallelujah. But when we're full of ourselves and our own ideas, what happens when the pressure of the world comes on you? You get crushed because you have no substance. What you learned was how to clean up on the outside. You look good. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Sit. Right? We get this language. I've never used the word brother or sister in my life. I've used it so many times. If you gave me a penny, I would be a millionaire in the last 10 years. 
I've used it 500 times here. Hi, brother. Hi, sister. How you doing? Right? What's another thing that happens? We don't want to let go of relationships. What are you full of? Well, I'm, I'm going to do this, but then I'm still, I'm still going to be with this person, or I'm still going to hang out with these people. I'm going to go through a teen challenge. I'm going to feel the presence of God. Oh, actually, I'm going to go by myself and change every single person that has been cast by a spell of meth for the last 30 years, and I'm going to be the deliverer all by myself when I'm six months clean on my first pass. I don't know what happened. What are you full of? The cares come and you get crushed. Some of us, we have children. You're here. Mom, my, my heart goes out to you. If you're here and you've left a child, I got a verse for you. It says that those who have left mother and children will be blessed. You've chosen something that is greater. You're here for a short amount of time. I hear the stories of my wife tell me how hard it was to leave her child. I didn't have children when I went through, so I don't know, but I understand from a second hand who sees a woman just say it was the hardest thing they ever had to do. But she said if she didn't put that child on the altar and return it back to God, she would have never found her freedom. Don't leave here. Because you want to go fix things, let God fix things so that you can go and reap his benefits. But we try to do these things and then the pressure of the world comes, smoked. I don't want another phone call, guys. I'm not here to give you eloquent words. That was my opening speech. I pray that the spirit of the living God will demonstrate something to you. That statistics don't have to be reality. That the Bible can be true. What would happen if this army got caught on fire and we all went in to ministry? We would conquer the gates of hell. The church is begging for you. The church is dying of thirst for you. I'm going to pick on some people. You're going to not like me. It's okay. I've picked on a few. We get this brilliant idea if I just become a Teen Challenge staff member, I'll make it. If, if I just do ministry, okay, God, you got me. I'm going to give up my life of addiction and five grams of heroin a day and stealing, and I guess I'll become a pastor because that's what you have for me. That was me. Like, I was trading in this luxurious life of homelessness and being lost to, I guess I'll serve you, God. I guess I'll go from Golden Corral to this. The Golden Corral, well, I never dumpster dive, but I should have. I guess. And then we get this brilliant idea that we can work our salvation. The church of Jesus Christ is the answer, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. Okay, I got like three amens. That's good. But let me tell you, what COVID exposed is that the church knew how to do church in the building. And we knew how to run programs. And we knew how to have a planning center. And we knew how to have an order of service. And we knew how to have an altar call when the music was just right and the fog lights hit and all this stuff that you don't have a clue about because you just got the teen challenge. And the better and the less you know, the better. But why did salvation stop 
when all of a sudden COVID hit. It should have went up because it launched the church to the streets. Why not call our neighbor and try to serve them and evangelize those in our neighborhood? I'm not talking about going against COVID protocol. I'm talking about being the church outside of the four walls of the church. That church is not a lifestyle. I'm not here to boast. We didn't know what to do. We just took a literally a horse trough and went to the ghetto and started baptizing kids in the middle of youth. And all of a sudden, 200 kids get baptized in the middle of COVID. Because that's what my Bible told me to do. To go and preach the gospel and baptize. But we can't do that in our strength. Staff member, I just want to talk to you right now. I've been there. Maybe not in Teen Challenge, but I've been there in a church where I am so overwhelmed by problem after problem after problem. Listen, I had parents that should have been on Bin Laden's terrorist list above him. Okay? Awful. And then a teenager and all of the mess in between. And I began to take on these burdens as they were mine. You can't work to experience the peace of God. You can't work this program called Teen Challenge and not get a write-up and do this and memorize all the scriptures in your strength. You cannot do this because what happens is when you conform to the pattern of Teen Challenge, when you come out of Teen Challenge, you get smoked. Gone. The ways of this world will crush you. But I got good news for you because these cans, they all look alike, right? But what happens when you stop trying, when I stop trying, when we get on our knees and say, God, I don't even, this prayer always says to pray persistently. God, I can't do this. God, I can't do this. God, I can't do this. God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. God, I don't even know how to be kind. I don't know how to not do this. God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. God, fill me with your spirit. 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 And then he begins to pour out his spirit. And then you begin to pray in another language. And then you begin to have an encounter with the living God. And it doesn't have to be on a stage because God blesses what's done in sea. He doesn't bless what's on here. This sermon has been preached for about 15 years now. I'm just afraid. I don't know why it took so long to get here. What do you do in secret? And how do you fight your battles? Because let me tell you, we're going up against fentanyl and all of this craziness. One mistake, you're dead. You and I don't have the luxury of being a backslidden Christian very long you will die but when you are full of the spirit of the living God whoa 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 what is different here what is different all of the pressures of the world are on this thing everything is on this but it will not crumble because it is full of the spirit of the living God if you don't get full of the spirit when the world comes you're going to be crushed but when anxiety comes, when death comes, when something doesn't go the right way, you can stand and the gates of hell will not conquer it. Be full, be full, be full of the spirit. Thank you, God. 
Listen, I believe God's going to do something. I don't want to talk too much more because you don't need a word from me. Let me read you this amazing scripture. 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory. Can you say won? I won a victory over those people, over those statistics, over generational curses. My daddy may have been an alcoholic, I'm gonna be a pastor. My daddy may have been a womanizer, I'm gonna be an evangelist. I don't care where you come from. When you come to God, you have the victory over it. But here's, here's the because, it contingents on something. Not because of you, not because you came to Team Challenge, but because the spirit lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Ephesians 5.18, do not be drunk with wine. That's obvious in this room because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, we don't need another sermon in this nation. We don't need another rock group for Christianity. We definitely don't need any more theology. We got more theology than we've ever had. And I'm not talking about not having sound doctrine. But if those things were going to save us, we would be saved. This nation is going to hell in a handbasket. What happened in Texas the other day hit me very differently because I dropped my daughter off at school that day. You know what that is? We don't have people being filled with the Holy Spirit. You want the difference between life and death. You want the difference to live the fullness of this new life you have, this salvation that you have not earned, that you have freely received, that nobody can take from you. But you want the power to live it out till the end? You need the Spirit. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need power that can only come from Jesus. Nobody can give that to you except God. I'm going to ask everyone in this room to stand up. Worship team, you can come back up here. As I did not come here, here's my scripture, with wise or eloquent words. I didn't come here so that you can clap for me or that you can be like, man, that Alex, he's a fireball preacher. I don't care about any of that. I heard evangelist Joe Oden on Tuesday say, he said, you know, what the, the, uh, you know what they have in common? Billy Graham, David Wilkerson, Finney, John Wesley. He started to name the heroes in the faith. And I'm just fired up listening to him. He said, they're all gone and their mantles are on the floor. And nobody will pick them up. And I'm not talking about a mantle so that we can go speak in front of millions and that our names can be in lights but a mantle of being filled with the spirit of the living God and being obedient to whatever he has called us to do. Because if it wasn't for a man being filled with the spirit of God and being obedient to go to New York City, you and I would not be here right now. So if you want, I'm closing this right now in a prayer. I'm not begging you. I've done this, the crusades and had thousands of kids come and you can tug on their hearts. I'm not begging you. Actually, I'm going to warn you. The steps that you take to come down here and be filled with the Spirit of God will cost you your life. But you will inherit one ten times better. And you will inherit one of purpose and of power. 
to walk out the call that God, well, I don't know what I'm called to. Come to the altar, get filled with the spirit of the living God and let him tell you. Because he's the only one who can tell you. Someone can tell you your gift sets. That's my message. Come to the altar. Father God, I thank you, God, for what you're going to do in this place. I pray that your sons and daughters would come to the altar and be filled. That we would not be statistics. That we would not be the 80%. That we would be people that are filled with your power. Filled to overflow. Filled to be a blessing to others. Filled so that when we walk out of here, we will conquer the gates of hell in your name in your church that you would send them out like arrows anointed into churches across this nation and world god to bring in the greatest revival this world has ever seen in jesus name amen amen once again thank you for choosing our podcast today we hope that you're comforted encouraged and strengthened in the lord today because of it don't forget to subscribe though it's easy just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe God bless you today.